Stop for a moment and think, what do you want? What do you really want? And start writing it down. Be like, to achieve that, what sort of person would I have to be? And design it like it's your dream character. Some great advice from 31-year-old entrepreneur and Forbes 30 Under 30, Sam Ovens, during his interview on the Sam Ovens podcast. Keep listening for more on what it takes to realize your dreams, why suppressing your dark side keeps you stuck, and how to create a new identity so you can become anything you want. It's Tracy. Thanks for being here. And welcome to another replay of the day on this episode of Invisible You, a podcast for women over 40 living courageously. So I saw this episode going one way when I first started, but it's taken a bit of a turn after watching a YouTube video called Seven Levels Deep with Dean Graziosi. And links to that are in the show notes below if you'd like to check it out. But it's it's basically a spin on Simon Sinek's Finding Your Why. But the quick and dirty version is it's an exercise asking the question, why? Why am I doing this thing? whatever purpose, passion, project, goal you've committed to, asking yourself why at least seven times with each why based on the answer before it. Just just watch the video. I'm seriously overcomplicating it. But anyway, I decided to give it a try. Let's take the name of the podcast, Invisible You, and one of its initial descriptions, also known as my why. It's a podcast for women over 40 living courageously shining a light on that powerful side of us that we've kept hidden for so long in the dark. Exploring this new awareness comes with it the desire to want better, to be better, to do better, whatever better means for you. Yada, 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 you get the gist. Not bad, right? Makes sense. It's something I resonate with, but was it the whole story? Was I being completely honest with myself or was I missing something? It was all true, but if I had to put my magnifying glass just a little closer, and by little, I mean a lot, I saw that it wasn't just the hidden side of myself that was invisible, it was also the person I was showing to the world. The one people saw, she also felt invisible. And I vividly remember this one time, probably, oh, 15 years ago. I was with my kids. We were at an amusement park called Kings Island in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm just standing there waiting and watching as they go on the rides and it's crowded, but it's not crazy, just busy and everyone's just coming and going. And all of a sudden, I notice that people are walking really close to me, like uncomfortably close. You know when it feels like people are invading your space? Yeah, like that, brushing up against me, almost knocking into me as they pass by. And it happened so many times that I distinctly remember asking myself, what the hell is going on? Am I invisible? Do people not see me here? And the thought came and went so quickly that its impact really didn't register for years to come. Okay, I know what you're thinking. It's an amusement park, Tracy. That shit happens all the time. Wasn't some personal affront to you, princess? 
And obviously, I know I wasn't invisible. Or was I? What if I really am a superhero? Damn it. I see, I knew I was special. Okay, so assuming I do not have superpowers and that maybe in the same situation, you wouldn't have given it another thought. Looking back, what I made it mean says so much about not only my mindset, but where I was emotionally at the time. And maybe it's been long gone, but it was never forgotten. And it wasn't some random event that came out of nowhere. It was a lifetime of painful experiences just trying to show itself and provide me a little insight into how I was really feeling. At least that's how I see it. (laughs) And unfortunately, I didn't have the self-awareness to understand it in that moment. And that brings us back around to the YouTube video and the seven levels. It hit me. I do these things. I show up every day for myself and others because, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I get a lot out of it. But on another level, I want to be seen. I want to be heard and validated that, hell yeah, who I am, what I do, it matters. I matter. And maybe that sounds selfish, but, and I know I've hinted at this before, in order to be selfless, don't we have to practice a bit of selfishness? I mean, we label selfish as something negative to be avoided, but is the word itself bad or is it just the meaning we've slapped on it to keep people i.e. women, in their place, serving and catering to others' needs ahead of our own. And it's not just men who like to throw that word around about us. It's also ourselves. We're great at using our gift for passive aggression to tighten that designer noose around each other's neck. (laughs) Oh, you mean you can't do me this little favor and take my day for carpool because you've started a dance class you don't want to miss? sure. No problem. I just, I thought since, you know, I did it for you last week, but no, 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 that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm sure the kids can just, you know, hitchhike or something, AKA you're a selfish bitch and you're dead to me. Oh, of course I understand. You're totally overworked and could use a few hours to yourself before the party. I'm sure store-bought brownies would be just fine. I'm only happy you're choosing to spend some of your precious free time as my guest enjoying the meal I worked for two long days to prepare. I mean, I don't know how hard it would be to just, you know, throw some mix in a bowl, but don't even worry about it. AKA your selfish bitch who I hope chokes on her brownies. Too much? (laughs) You get the idea. And in our interview, Sam does such a great job of breaking down what it takes to achieve our goals and get what we want in life. But to do that, we are going to have to be a little selfish. Otherwise, we might end up living someone else's life based on what they want for us. But first, we have to ask the most basic question. What do we eat? (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I couldn't resist a little ode to Edward from Twilight. Maybe I've watched that too many times. (laughs) Actually, it's what do you want? I know, such a simple question that can be so friggin' hard to answer. And I bet the first thing that comes to mind is a list of things you don't want. Well, I know I don't want this, and I definitely don't want that. Unfortunately, you can't figure out what you want if you're always focused on what you don't want. And if you don't figure out what it is you do want, then how the hell are you going to get it? And that's where our quote comes in from the beginning of the show taking the time to sit down, get to work on what you want, what you really, really want, and the person you need to become in order to get it. Did you catch that last part by chance? 
and the person you need to become in order to get it. What do you think about that? Do you think you can just stay the same as you are now and get something you've never gotten before? Or do you think, like Sam suggests, you're going to have to change? And not the normal change that comes from getting older, but with some intention behind it. He even goes so far as suggesting that we find character traits we see in others that we want in ourselves and make that a part of who we are. I know I wouldn't mind a little of Halle Berry's fitness obsession. You ever see that woman's Instagram feed? She is amazing. And what about Michelle Obama's style? Did you see what she wore to Biden's inauguration? Killing it. Hashtag fashion goals. I could go on, but I think it's your turn. What areas of life do you struggle in most and who's doing it well that you admire and can emulate? Think of yourself as Mary Shelley and you're creating the perfect Frankenstein. You know, people have got it wrong. You shouldn't be ask, answering the question, who am I? You should be answering the question, who am I becoming? Because life isn't static, like you're not someone and that's it. Like that's, that's you frozen in a snapshot in time. But time's moving and we, we like, that's already gone, right? right? So now it's like if you, if you freeze yourself as someone, then you're just going to remain at, at that, as that person throughout the evolution of time. But you want to kind of forecast ahead and be like, who do I want to become? Think out five, ten years. Choose something. And then when you're living through life each day, like you want to align more with the person you're becoming rather than the person who you are. Because that was really the breakthrough moment for me. I was like, hey, wait a minute. What if I'm not who I think I am? What if I can become someone? And so I, I created a character of who I wanted to be. Like I designed it. I, I wrote it all down. It felt really awkward at the time. I was like, I wrote the Sam Ovens identity. And I designed this thing like a, like a movie character. And I started to try and become that. And man, did I have people on my back. Like I had my whole family being like, this is weird, this you isn't you. No, I didn't tell them that, but they noticed me. I was like, started dressing differently. I started talking differently. Yeah. I started like thinking that I was smart. And then all my smart friends were like, what, what, you're not smart. <laughs> because, you know, because you're not supposed to, a lot of people think you're not supposed to change. Yeah. But I was changing in front of everyone. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't like that. And a lot of people called me like a fake and a fraud and a imposter and a lot of people call me that and I called myself that too because I was having an internal war while society was trying to battle me too because if I did it that kind of threatened them and they could possibly do it too yeah. and it took it was hard but it it happened and I've done it many times probably five six times I've evolved my character and and each time I do it I get better at doing it Got it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people too, because uh, I think you're you're always growing throughout life, right? There, like you said, there's never a point where you're done. It's a snapshot. But some people do think they're done. You ask them, and they go, "No, I'm. This is who I want to be. This is who I want to be, and I love who I am." Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, provided they're actually telling. They're giving you an accurate picture, because a lot of the time people say that, but what they're thinking in their mind is. Uh, like, who am I kidding? I hate my life. Yeah. But so you think that's provide, actually true? They could get to a point where they're completely satisfied. Dude, if someone likes surfing and they're broke and they just want to surf all day and they truly love it, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. 
Like, no one can say, oh, you should do this or you should do that. Like, they should do whatever they want to do. And if someone likes being broke and, like, like, let's say someone likes living on the streets, like, genuinely, then no one should say that they shouldn't. Yeah, I would. But I, I would venture to guess that at some point, and maybe right at that moment in time, that is exactly what they want to be and they're very satisfied. But can that continue forever? Can someone feasibly go through their whole entire course of life and still be satisfied at the person they've, uh, the person that they've chosen and, and not grow? Only in one circumstance, and that's if they somehow deal with their dark side somehow. So if someone chooses to put this character in the light and say, uh, I am this, like I am a surfer and I love just surfing and I love just being broke and doing this thing and I'm going to do it for my whole life. Well, the side they're putting in, in the dark is the opposite of that, the, the someone who wants to do something else. And that is going to bubble up. Like that's going to try and like come through in the consciousness. It's going to try and come out of the subconscious and get into the conscious. And they, they most, you'll find that most people have a way of unleashing that. So they'll often do themselves like for a while, and then they'll need to go out and do this thing, which is kind of like where they go a bit crazy, it gets out of their system, and then they kind of come back. They need a way to regulate it. And so, you know, you often find people who are very sophisticated, very, uh, very like sensible people, but then they'll go out every now and then and just get like blind drunk and just got crazy. You're like, oh my God, where did this person come from? It's because that's the character that's been in the dark, just bottled up for so long, that every now and then it has to just come out and then it's kind of good, they can put it back. Um, that, if you keep doing that, you can kind of remain as the same person for a very long time. But there's no way to bottle that thing up and just leave it there and never show it. It'll find ways to come through. And if it doesn't find a way to come through, it'll terrorize you internally. Like that's, that's, I think, like how people become depressed, like anxious and everything, because they've got these voices in their head that are like, do I want to do this? But the, the other ones, are, no, you shouldn't. And they're not, they're not acting on any of them. And they end up just in pain and in agony and depressed or anxious. Or like you, you have to, you, it, has to, it has to come out some way. And if you don't, then you, you get into a lot of pain. And then you kind of have to reset at a certain point because then they're going to hit rock bottom and then there's only two ways you can go. is You keep going down that path or you have to realize, I, I've heard something you've talked about is pain threshold, right? It's like some people will get, they'll, they'll have that dark side, but at some point they reach a, a point where they snap out of it, right? And it's just a point that's their, the most, the, the pain threshold that they can handle in their life before they want to make a change. Um, yeah, so talk to me a little bit about, like, what, what was that for you? Like, what was that pain threshold that you remember the most that really changed everything? Um, well, really, for me, it's just, like, noticing patterns repeat for a certain time. Like, if I notice that I start saving up to, say, like, $1,000, and then I, when I get to a thousand, I do something stupid and I break it back down to, to like one hundred. Then I get depressed at myself again, so I kick into gear. I start working again. I save it up to a thousand. I do it again. Like after I do that like ten times, I'm getting pretty furious <laughs> because I can see the pattern, and I'm just like, 
I've had enough. Like, I wanna, you know, I want I'm angry at myself. And so, for me, it's like it, if it once it's repeated so many times, I can't handle it anymore, and I have to, I have to do something about it. Mm. Got it. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I remember you telling me that story about how uh, I forget where you were working, but you saved up enough money, but you can never get over five thousand. Like, I've had many numbers. You could, yeah, you could never get under a thousand. Yeah, that was the bottom of my thermostat. If I went down below a grand, I kicked into gear. If I got up above five grand, I became lazy and started spending money on stupid things. Yeah. There was a regulator in there to hold me at this point. And that was where my character was. And that's why Shakespeare said, like, the world is a stage. You know, the, uh, all the world's a stage and we are merely actors. And he said, to be or not to be, that is the question. And what he really meant, we've kind of mixed it all up with our crazy society and everything, but what, what he was really trying to do back then is teach, is teach people that you aren't who you think you are. You can be someone else, and it's just it's a question, really. It's like you can be whoever you want to be, and you're not stuck as who you are, and the world is really a stage for you to sh- show off this character and, and create whatever you want. It's really just like a play. It's like designing a, it's like a play. You like get to write out the play, you design your character, then you grow into it, and then you live life as that. Right. And that's what he was getting at, but we kind of messed it all up. What do you think people take it as? What, what do- I think people think it's like some question which has no answer. <laughs> like the school and everything <laughs> has gone and made it. Yeah, like they don't even understand the language. They're like, what was he trying to think? What was he trying to say to us and everything? Like, you know, it the academic community go and complicate a lot of stuff. Um, but also, Western civilization doesn't know that we can be someone else. We think someone is something and that's it. And that's why I said the real question isn't who am I? The real question is who am I becoming? And so for like everyone listening right now, like the, the first thing I would encourage people to do is just stop for a moment and think, like, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? Take a day. Like, plan if the next weekend, the next day you have off. Just be like, I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm just going to sit, like, on the couch, or I'm going to go, like, up a mountain or sit on the beach. I'm going to take a pad, and I'm just going to be like, what do I want? And start writing it down and design it. Be like, okay, then to achieve that, who would, what sort of person would I have to be? And write it down. Like, design it like... Design it like it's your dream character. And then, throughout your day-to-day actions, start trying to become that. And at the point where you become that person, you will achieve the goals which are associated to that person. So I always say, like, you're not the highest version of yourself which you can imagine or dream about. You're the lowest person which you can possibly accept and tolerate. So you're not your highest standard, you're not your highest dreams, you're your lowest standards. And so right now your character, whatever its standards are, you're probably hovering on those. And so you can dream as high as you want, but you're not going to achieve it with your character. And so how you achieve your dreams is to transcend yourself and turn into a character who has your dreams as its standards. And that's the hack. Design a character who has your dreams as its standards. Become that character. You achieve those dreams. And how do you go about forming that character? I know there's a few different ways. Um, Some people look at certain uh, people they aspire to be. Some people look at certain lifestyles. Some people look at a combination of both. 
um, when, when people sit down and, and think about what they want, is the next step finding uh, someone that they can model? Yeah, absolutely. You have to take inspiration from other people because that's all humans are, is just lots of different people like mimicking little pieces from each other over a very long amount of time. Like we've all evolved from, you know, Greek mythology and, and Shakespeare. Shakespeare's had a massive influence on civilization. And so we've all evolved from past thoughts and, and theories and, and all of this. So like there's no way to design a character without looking at other characters. The, the thing is, is you don't have to just pick one and become that because that, that's not a good idea because like you want to design a hybrid. So you want to look at like this character and it's like, well, if you want to be outgoing, well, you might have this trait. Like, I had a low pain threshold. I was weak and soft when I was anxious back then. I was extremely soft. I couldn't take anything. If it was just hot outside, I was like, oh, it's, it's hot outside. Like, I was that weak. And if I woke up and I felt a little bit tired, I was like, oh, I need to go back to sleep. Right? I was soft. And as that person, I would have never achieved anything because I couldn't take any blows. And so I would, I chose, like, Muhammad Ali as, like, because he had a pain threshold. That guy... You know, that guy would get smacked in the face on, in the boxing ring, and he'd whisper in people's ears. He was like, is that all you've got? Like, that's what he'd say to them. And they were just giving him all he had. And then when they were done, he'd just punch them in the face and they just knocked out. And so I was like, whoa, this guy's got a pain threshold like no one else. So I, I decided to take that uh, characteristic from him. I was like, I want to have a pain threshold like Muhammad Ali. I was really bad with finances. So I looked at Warren Buffett, who was very good at finances. And I was like, when it comes to financial knowledge and information, I'm going to be like Buffett. When it comes to pain threshold, I'm going to be like Muhammad Ali. And then when it comes to uh, like philosophy, I want to be like this person. When it comes to how I dress, I want to be like this person. When it, when it comes to like the lifestyle I want to lead, I want to take this from this person. And I chose a few different people, and I borrowed characteristics from them, and I designed a character who was a hybrid of all of these things together. And then I grew into that and became it. And when you reach that next iteration, or maybe you felt like, maybe you feel like you have right now, then... I've never arrived at anything because by the time you arrive at something, that's just your standards. Sure. So now you've got desires again. Right. So you've never arrived. So each time I've evolved probably like six, seven times. And each time I grow into the character I want to become, I want something else. And I have to evolve it again. And it's never ending. And you've got to be okay with that. Otherwise, you'll forever be... Uh, you won't understand life. Like, things change, the world changes, uh, situations change, and you've got to learn to evolve and, and move with the times. So do you think that the characters that you've chosen, do you think in a year you're going to have the same characters? Do you think you, every year that you'll revisit the people that you... Every year, yeah. yeah. And I, some of them I keep for... I've, some of them I've kept for three years at the moment. Because they're very big characters, and whatever skill they've got, they're like the best in the world at it. So I could see like Muhammad Ali. It's like who you're going to find that's better. Pain tolerance. I, I haven't found someone better. Yeah. Mm. Right. So that makes sense. So it's just revisited, but every year it, it becomes slightly a little bit different. Yeah. If I become weak in an area, I choose a character who's strong in that area, and I might build it in. If I've gotten really strong in one area, I might remove that character. So I kind of evolve it based on what I need. On an ongoing basis. Got it. And is this something you do that's like formal or, or you just decide one day, you know what, I think it's about time that I, that I kind of revisit this. Is it a formal process? I re look at my character, which I've designed every single day. 
first thing in the morning and before I go to bed at night. Because it's kind of like, you know, human beings are like that movie, Fifty First Dates, with Drew Barrymore, how she, uh, every morning she wakes up, she forgets who she is. And in the end, the way they solve it is uh, her husband uh, gets a TV and plays a little videotape. And it's like, this is who you are, these, these are your children, this is, this is your life. And she watches it and she smiles and she remembers and then she knows how to go about her day. Well, that's what we're like. Not that extreme, but very similar. And I think that was the hidden meaning in that, video, in that movie. We just thought it was kind of funny and silly, but we like that. <laughs> and so what I do is instead of this movie, I design this this book, which is all about me and my journey, what I'm trying to achieve and everything and, and who I'm becoming. And I remind myself every morning and I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, why am I, why am I sad again? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm like doing what I want to do. I, okay, now I'm happy again. And it sounds comical, but it really is like this. To dive deeper into the discussion with Sam, check out episode number nine, Why Being Yourself is a Myth in Life and Business, with Sam Ovens on the Sam Ovens Podcast. Links to that and his social media, along with the Seven Levels Deep video, are in the show notes below. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share with someone you think might benefit. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.